um, in Canada, you can't. Sorry, in Canada, Canada Post, the uh, the the communist postal service in Canada, the the government funded one, um, can't. For some reason, anything you put in the mail to come here just doesn't make it here. But if you use the the good and holy DHL or FedEx, you know, a capitalist um, mail service, mm-hmm. it'll make it here. But it's cost it costs so yeah. much. Yeah, it costs so much. So it's like some people wanted to send us some postcards, and I said uh, it won't make it here. Don't send it. And then Victoria mentioned something in the group chat about DHL, and I was like, send O Henry's and what was the other thing? Coffee crisps, two Canadian chocolate bars that you can't get here. I was like, send chocolate bars. <laughs> 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 Must have been expensive. Yeah. Are there any? Um, are there any like foods or? I mean, I guess there's. Like, is there anything from home that you can't really get here? Can you get everything here? UAE is like second India. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, you, yeah, yeah. you get mostly everything and some some Indian stuff that, that you don't even find find in India. Because uh, I, I would say that a lot of Indian expats who live in UAE they've mm-hmm. experimented you know, as compared to the t- traditional foods that you typically eat in India. You're like it's a fusion of uh, you know the different places in India. So like people come here as expats. And some of them start businesses, or, or you know, some of them just want to like make friends. And making food, yeah, is a way to make friends. Um, just being honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick question: uh, tikka chicken paratha or paratha wraps? Yeah, all this is North Indian food. Yeah, which is not which is not like my native cuisine. Okay. but these are things which I enjoy. But I would probably stick to South Indian if I had to choose. Okay. Between the two, like uh, I mean, it's it's a different set of like cuisine. So like the South based on coconut based dishes, coconut mm. and chili. The North is, I'd say, it's it's more rich on dairy. Like for example, this it's a lot like of cheese. Yeah, exactly, cheese, ah. butter. Uh, I wouldn't say more fla- flavorful, but definitely more rich on the palate. Yeah, and that that's how they like to eat in the North. Yeah. Since it's cold up there, mm-hmm. while it's in the south, it's it's more tropical and it's warm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's basically how they've. Uh, I mean, I'd say that's that that's how North Indian cuisine came about, mm-hmm. based on the weather and stuff, mm-hmm. and like how it you know changed throughout the years. Yeah, and South Indian is because it's so warm. You want to eat uh, fruit and 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 vegetable that's easy on the stomach. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Uh, Indians, is it, they typically get like darker south um, or to the north. I can't remember. Um, or is it different? Okay, that's that's a, a question that has a very detailed answer. So I'll try okay. to summarize. Yeah. Um, so the Indians in the south, they come from, from clans and, and from a heritage which was typically dark-skinned. Yeah. Like, like starting off with. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the years, during the colonization during the the invasion of india by by other races mm-hmm. they mixed with uh, with people from from those races and that's how you know certain indian people are fairer than than others mm-hmm. but i'd say that typically in the south they started off as dark skin okay and now it's it's evolved so much that you can even find fair people in the south interesting i had yeah okay so i think the two the reason i asked was i had two uh, indian roommates from a similar region, not the same region, because it's also like you get a lot of different like facial structures all over, um, uh, all over India is what I've noticed. But the I think they were both uh, South Indian, but I couldn't couldn't quite remember um, how that all worked. But uh, they used to feed me to watch me cry 
So they would make their very spicy dishes and whatnot, feed it yeah. to me, and just be tears rolling down my face. Yeah, but I never yeah. said no, and I kept eating more. But it was, oh my goodness. <laughs> but did, did did you know if it was South Indian or, or North Indian? Or uh, are you uh, unsure? I'm, well, I'm unsure now because it sounds like the spicier foods would be mostly North Indian. No, it would actually be South Indian. Okay, so yeah. then that makes sense because I thought they were South, and yep. the, the, this was nuts, the amount of how spicy it was. <laughs> it wasn't like even just like... Yeah. Spice, it was hot. Yeah. Hot yeah, spice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Canadian Special Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Marshall. Um, Great Lakes not included. I should get a different catchphrase for today. Oh, well. We'll think of one as we go. And I got my friend here, AJ. Um, what What is your... Do, do you want to share your last name? I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's Ajay's Sebastian, okay. which is uh, funny in itself. Yeah. But uh, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, how long have you, I mean, you and I have been friends for just over a year, almost a year, something like that. I think so too, yeah. I, hope, I think, yeah. We, I mean, I guess, were we friends from the beginning? I mean, I'd like to think so, but we've known each other for just, yeah. just over a year. Yeah. Um, about that. And uh, how long have you been in the UAE? I've been here almost all my life. I was born and raised in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, the most part of my life, especially my younger years when I so, so here's where I did, did my schooling, and then I moved to India, studied there for, for a bit, and uh, I actually didn't do much after that. So m- my folks are based in the UAE as well, mm-hmm. and and my dad was pretty insistent that that I do something with my life and not just like wait around and hope for something to happen or like fall into my lap. So one thing led to another, and my dad sort of convinced me to like come back to the UAE, mm-hmm. which I very <laughs> reluctantly came i mean you know i, I accepted so i came back here with the intention of just spending a few months with my folks and like you know like just chilling out and going back to india because i was i, I was honestly happy mm-hmm. uh back you know being in india with my friends there and i and, and 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 all that so i think towards the end of that trip i actually got in got an internship which is something which i didn't plan for yeah so my folks sort of like pushed me into that they're like okay why don't you just do it you know see how it goes see if you like it so i was like okay um so i got into that internship uh you know with with the least amount of interest and like pursuing that i just wanted to do it just for the sake of you know keeping my folks happy yeah and and then i wanted to like leave you know get back to india Mm -hmm. but i think while i was there um i kind of changed i think uh i became more serious uh, and and I sort of I think that's that's when I had a shift towards more career oriented lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and that internship translated into a full time job, um, and I became friends with the manager there, the guy who was managing me, mm-hmm. and he introduced me to a, a lot of stuff which was in, which was interesting in the world of IT. So I actually started my career as a software developer. Okay, I didn't really like that, but then I made friends and you know, I kind of got to meet people. And I think I sort of like enjoyed the corporate life a bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can be a little uh, addictive. Yeah. I, I've 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 found the uh, the way they structure themselves and they give you uh, perceived power and authority because you're part of this elite group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he sort of wanted me to, let's say, lean into the job yeah. rather than forcing things into my plate. And you're like, like make me do an X Y Z kind of task or, or like that sort of job. He was insistent that, that that I, you know, just explore different parts of ID and see what I like. So I found that to be very interesting because I got to meet a lot of people. 
um, not just from IIT, but from but from other departments which IIT was, uh, you know, interacting with. Mm. So I think that sort of laid the foundation for me to want to remain, you know, in that job. And, and then that, that eventually translated to me being interested to continue staying in the UAE at, at, at that point in time. Uh, I then moved to another company where I was a network administrator. I, and I got promoted to an IT administrator. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think at that point in time, I crossed uh, three years. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe now it's time to head back to India or like, you know, go go abroad somewhere, do something else. Um, and I was pursuing that for a few months. And I was also studying into cybersecurity yeah. at that point in time. So out of the blue, somebody reached out to me and they're like, would you, would you like to, you know, Join us. We've mm-hmm. got some feedback from you, from somebody that you worked with, who we know. And I was a bit hesitant because I, I, didn't, I didn't have any experience. And uh, they were offering me a, a, a lower package than where I was, you know, like like previously. But at the same time, uh, things didn't move as fast as I wanted. Like I, I had plans to like leave. So that didn't really move. I couldn't find something in security outside of the UAE. And yeah. I... And I I had something on my lap here. So I was like, okay, let me do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how I got into cyber, which is what I do now. Um, changed a few more companies and uh, been been in the UAE and in Abu Dhabi for the major part of last eight, eight years. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's wow. a quick snapshot. <laughs> Qu- quick snapshot. That's very interesting. <laughs> I can't, uh, I mean, I guess I can believe all that, but wow, that's pretty wild. I didn't know. Well, I mean, I, I knew a bit about where you worked in and all that, but I had no idea. So what is the, I, I know I got Victoria here and she really wants to talk about your trip to Japan, but yeah. one quick question. Yeah. And, and then we'll talk, probably talk about your, uh, your work stuff in a bit too, because I also find that fascinating. I'm not capable of doing any of that. Um, not even anymore. I just never did cybersecurity. Yeah. So very interesting stuff. Uh, but you you talked a, a bunch of times now, like throughout all of that, you you referenced a, a want to head back to uh, India, and yeah. and what I'm wondering is, you spent a, a lot of time here during your initial phase of schooling, and then you left and you did some schooling, and you just really, and, and you seem to have enjoyed being in India so much that even though you came back for a bit, you you for years wanted to go back. You haven't made it back yet. Um, I guess do you still want to go back? And then like. What's the biggest draw for you to go back to I, India? Yeah, I, I think at this point in time, no. I mean, I don't think I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be able to, let's say, re, readjust to that sort of lifestyle. There, there's a, it's a huge difference um, in terms, of, in, not just in, in, in quality. Of, I mean, the quality of life is good, but the dynamics of your lifestyle are completely different when you compare the UAE to India. So I, I think at this point in time, it's a no. But um, back then, yes. Why? Because... Um, UAE has changed, um, in the last, yeah, so it's changed, uh, I I wouldn't say drastically, but it's changed gradually, Mm -hmm. especially in the last, uh, five years. Yeah. So the country is, uh, let's say diversifying into a more metropolitan and, uh, uh, I'd say multinational friendly Mm -hmm. country. Yeah. Rather than what it used to be. So it used to be, uh, an expat come here, do my work kind of mm-hmm. country. 
So, you know, now they are they're catering to interests and let's say long-term ambitions of expats in this country. So they opened up the visa policies. Um, there, are, there are a lot of investment options now, which wasn't the case earlier. It used to be pretty expensive back then and you had to go through a lot of procedure if you wanted to acquire a property here. And it wasn't easy. Everything was also in the Arabic language back then. Mm-hmm. So it was very difficult for an expat to like do things. So I I would say that in in to to to, to like summarize, honestly, I felt I had more freedom back home mm-hmm. than than in the UAE back then. Yeah, but I think at this point in time, I think uh, India is going through a little bit of a downward trajectory in terms mm-hmm. of you know the politics in the country specifically. Yeah, apparently we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, we that get... was a bit of a disappointment. But okay. you know, it's all yeah, it's yeah. all based on propaganda at the end. Yeah, the day, so. yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, man, we'll talk. I gotta get. We gotta talk about what Victoria <laughs> wants to talk about. Yep. Otherwise, uh, you know, you might only spend an hour with her, but uh, I'm gonna be spending a lot more time with Victoria. So better make sure that she's okay. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. Even if we don't record that in the podcast, I got a lot of questions because, yeah, you would have seen a huge change. Anyways, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But you came, went to Japan. You and your wife went to Japan. Yep. Um, you said you enjoyed it. I and loved then, it. And yeah. then we didn't talk much more about it. The first question, just to premise everything, is how long were you thinking of going to Japan? Like, how has this always been on your mind? Is this like a big, this is a huge trip for you guys or like what? So it started out as something that I planned to do in 2017. And okay. I had a, J- a Japanese visa back then, but I couldn't go because of work. And yeah. my boss was, was being a big dick. So like, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> approve my leave back then. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and back then I was supposed to go with a couple of friends. And from the three of us, one of us ended up going on a on, on solo trip. Mm-hmm. So she came back with like great feedback and she was telling me that you, you guys really missed out. You should have gone. So I was like, okay, so this is something that I've been wanting to do since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of Japanese culture. I'm I'm big big time into a, 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 anime. That's Japanese cartoons. Anime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge anime, let's say, pr- pr- proponent. I I sort mm-hmm. of I I follow it quite uh, passionately, and mm-hmm. uh, I also enjoy Japanese food, especially ramen. Oh yeah. And yeah. Food so is so, good. so for me, Japan's always been the number one country on my bucket list. Yeah. And surprisingly, now can, yeah. Now you can die happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I didn't see all of Japan. So I eventually at some point, I think I'll probably make an, an another trip there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's something in the future. And uh, and my wife, Rosita, um, it was a surprise that she wanted to go to Japan as well. I mean, it just came up casually. Like, I didn't really talk about it. Like, I didn't really push it down or throw it away or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we were actually discussing options for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if, if you're going to do something, why don't we go somewhere that's different? Let's not do this typical honeymoon where we go sit on a beach in Maldives or like yeah. Thailand or something. And, and I'm not into that kind of stuff anyways. I'm, I'm not a big beach person, mm-hmm. but she is a big beach person. <laughs> um, anyway, so I I just brought up this idea. Uh, no, well, actually, she, she brought up the idea, like, Nice. What did do you, you think have, about yeah. Japan? I was like, yes, did yes, you, let's oh, do that. I was going to say, you should have slow rolled her. Like, mm, I don't know, really make her want to go. No, so like that, that, that was my golden opportunity. <laughs> I just took it with both hands. I didn't even flinch. I just said, yeah. yes, let's do, let's just go to Japan. 
And I think initially, like, she didn't expect me to plan a three-week trip for sure. She was like, okay, we'll do, like, 10 days and then we'll get, get back to, like, <sighs> normal like life. Yeah. I was like, nah. So, 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 like, since we're flying all the way there, which is, like, 13, 13 hours away, let's do a, a long trip. And mm-hmm. it's expensive as well. I mean, yeah. to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's how the three-week itinerary came about, mm-hmm. 20 days, which I feel, which I still feel is okay. But not not best case. Mm-hmm. Because I'm someone who likes to explore a place inside out. I wouldn't just skim through the place. I really, really want to go and see everything that the city has to offer or the place has to offer. Mm-hmm. And then move on to the next place. Um, and I was being very ambitious because I planned a lot of stuff. Or, or at least I wanted to do much more than what we did. Mm-hmm. But then she's she, she was more realistic between the two of us. She's like that. That's not, that. That's not possible. I can't keep uh, traveling from one city to next every day because that's that, that's not going to be enjoyable. Yeah, Victoria and I have had to relegate ourselves a bit to uh, planning a lot out, and you know, you can you can you can bounce around a bit more at the start, but then come near the end, you got to start. Yeah, you know, and then uh, if you have a hard time finding a place to wash your clothes, you know. Yeah. Then, then the stress level rises, <laughs> and you should probably find less things to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Interesting yeah, yeah. though. So, and, uh, okay, so you had a huge when when you say like you got everything planned out. Like, did you go like north to south, or like uh, distance yeah. wise? You, you've pretty well seen all of the geography now. Is that, that be um, fair to say? Or? Right, right. So, so we we based our plans based on where where we entered japan and yeah. and like where we departed mm-hmm. and unfortunately in the U- uae the the ticket options or or, or the 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 airplane options aren't that fle- flexible so you are limited to etihad if you're flying out of Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. and uh, in dubai there are probably two or three aircrafts yeah so we found that the best deal was what was on singapore airlines mm-hmm. so we picked singapore airlines and and we were looking for two different uh Ports of entry and destination. Mm-hmm. So, rather than going to one city, even though it was a cheaper ticket, you know, and then making a full circle and coming back, we thought, okay, we will start at point A or at least in one part of Japan and then finish up at you know at some other part of Japan. So we actually landed in Osaka, which is central. Yeah. And uh, Rosita is a big fan of of uh, of history. That's like a number one thing. Yeah. On any trip, so she she was very insistent that we go to uh, Hiroshima. Exactly, did, and you went. Yes, we did. What was yeah, it like? It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It, it, and it's all just they left. They didn't fix anything. Is that correct? Uh, some parts of it are left as as is, yeah. but some of it's been fixed or yeah. le, or let's say restructured. Restructured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but wow. for the most part, the city has had tremendous growth. Like you can basically read about the city. Yeah. What happened since they dropped the nuke? Mm-hmm. On to uh to where they are at this point. So the the development, mm-hmm. I'd say it's gone at a faster pace than than Dubai. Like yeah. they've actually like rebuilt a lot of stuff, yeah. especially their core in, in infrastructure. So in Japan, the core in infrastructure is their transportation system. Yeah. Everything in Japan runs on this. Like or let's say their rail systems, right? Rail systems, subways, uh, yeah, basically public transport. Yeah. So every 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 other person is indirectly. Uh, related or affected by this public transport system because it affects people getting to work, it affects people may- may maintaining these systems. Mm-hmm. The government's, let, let's say, main economic driver there is, is, is the transportation mm-hmm. system. Um, so 
anyways, back to the itinerary. So we started in Osaka Central, then then we went east to Hiroshima. Then we did a sort of like a U-turn from Hiroshima and we went back to the central north to a yeah. place called Kyoto. Yeah. That's like I think third or fourth largest city in Japan. Yeah. From there we went to this um this hill station sort of place, which is basically uh, a place that's that's way up above sea level, mm-hmm. um, a bit more scenic, uh, a bit more out there. It's called uh, the place is called Hakone. Mm-hmm. So I think this was the most romantic part of our trip, and we wanted to squeeze something in like that Remember as well. That, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Hakone is known for hot springs. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in Japan, you, you, they are known as onsens. Mm-hmm. So these onsens uh, are like a, ha, uh, a sort of hot ha, ha, ha destination for local Japanese pe- people as well. So it's mm-hmm. always packed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we went there. So, we went, so we, we went to Hakone. And then from Hakone, we finished off at Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So I think it was one, two, three, five places. Mm-hmm. All, all in all. In, in, initially, I planned eight places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then looking at the hotel stays and and uh, you know the logistics, we realized that it might be a bit too much if, if try to squeeze all this you know, all, all, of of this in. Um, and two things that we kept in mind was uh, uh, basically uh, the shopping that we wanted to do. So we we both were very particular that we wanted to buy some. Interesting Japanese, um, you, you know, stuff that, that you get only in Japan, and and we want to bring that back. So, so we wanted to keep sufficient time for like shopping. Yeah. In in all of these places. Yeah. Mentioning that you brought us here, this is Kit Kat sake. Yep. Wow. Yeah, An elegant taste of sake wrapped in the gentle sweetness of white chocolate. Enjoy the rich, satisfying flavor of sake. So it's white chocolate, Kit Kat. Maybe we'll open it up and just take a... So it's in a box. It's got the Nestle brand on it. Is Nestle... Like, I, I've seen a lot of Japanese Kit Kat stuff, but I, I just thought that was an American company. You know, I, I think it is, but it's sort of diversified in yeah, Japan yeah. where they work yeah. with a lot of other distributors there and, and they, you know, have these flavors, I think. Oh, cool. these, these, in, these, these, these interesting flavors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll... Uh, we're just opening it up now. I'll, I'll comment in a second. No, I, no, I haven't myself. We, yeah. we'll, we'll see if we try it. I just want to see what it is. <laughs> Oh, there's lots of little yeah. Okay, all right. So they're little Kit Kats. Are they Kit Kats? They are. Yeah, they're sake Kit Kats. Wow. What? All right, we should try one. Okay. Would you like to have one with us? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So Let's we're gonna try. A, so it's a Kit Kat bar. We should probably get this on video. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. So I won't have anything to do with the video, but <laughs> that's fine. All right. Unboxing here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's now an unboxing episode. Perfect. Here, I'll lean in nice and oh, tight to it. Oh boy, now I got a duck. All right, there we go. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. There we go. We're good. All right, lean in there. Here, you can move your uh, move your mic. This uh, will not be edited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Um, I've been talking to some people, and they're like, "Yeah," or I was talking with someone who's like really artistic and knows what they're doing and they do lots of editing and yeah. lots of really interesting stuff yeah. and I'm just not oh you can smell it so I, I've you can smell the sake right you can smell it already we've just opened the wrapper it's a plastic oh. wrapper and you can you can smell it immediately and now we're going to uh, try one. Oh, 
Victoria did not cheers me. Uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. All right, let's try it. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> yeah, wow. I can, I can, I, I can feel the sound yeah. here. Yeah, mm. I can, I can t- taste it. Yeah. That mm. is so weird. It's also <laughs> good. Yeah, it is good, right? This is yeah. really good. This is yeah. not. This is not like you know. Uh, what is it? This ain't like your whiskey chocolates or your brandy chocolates. These are wow. Yeah, the flavor is there. Weird. Yep. It's just yep. it's a waif- It's like the wafer with some sake and some <laughs> wrapped in chocolate. Did no, it's very cool. There's an alcohol content in it too. I'm I'm sure there is. You can smell it. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria's asking about the alcohol. <laughs> Shouldn't have a mic. Every- make sure that everyone can hear. Everybody's it. favorite topic. Yeah. 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 How, what is the drinking culture like there? Did you witness that? What was your drinking culture there? <laughs> okay. Um, so I couldn't drink as much as I wa- wa- wanted to. Okay. Or uh, or at least I think I'm old enough now where, where I probably wouldn't be drinking as, as how much I'd be doing five years back. Oh, okay. But I t- tried everything. Yeah. I, I tried Japanese uh, craft beer, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So um, they've got these breweries in certain parts of japan and yeah. that was interesting so they, they've got something called black beer black beer yeah hmm. it's it's sort of sweet it's it's not like the irish magner which is also black yeah it's 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 sort of sweet and it's nice so i actually quite enjoyed that mm-hmm. i had a lot of sake on, on the trip yeah especially hot sake yeah because it was cold and yeah. everybody's look, looking at us like as if you know like we're like we're we are some weird people because we are the only ones drinking hot sake. <laughs> anyway, Everyone else we is drinking cold. Everyone's drinking cold sake. <laughs> is it like they mostly drink it cold, or they just they don't drink hot I, sake? At I that think time, hot sake is 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 had uh, more from a medicinal point of view. I oh, think you know. Okay. I, I think it's it's consumed from that point of view. And I think if you're going if you're going out for for a good, good time out, I don't think anybody's really going to be drinking hot sake. No, no, it's it's, it's hard, quite rare. Harder to get down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but interesting. I, uh, I, I, and I think that the m- most part why these uh, bars and you know these, these these cafes are serving hot sake is because it's a tourist novelty, and ah. it's something that tourists can try. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How how uh, so like they're pretty um, uh, they're pretty monoethnic there. Yeah. How, yes, they are. Yeah. Was it fine? Were they friendly? I think I thought. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So that's that. That's an interesting one. Um, Japanese people are shy. Yeah, I, you know, I, if I had to describe them, I'd say that they are shy and quite un, unassuming. They are not in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, they try and uh, uh, avoid, let's say, contact as much as per- possible. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they they all keep within you know their own space. Mm-hmm. I I didn't I didn't really see. Um, random social interaction happening much, maybe except in in like a few bars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Japanese people, you know, by their nature, stick to themselves. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Japanese people are very friendly mm-hmm. and they are very considerate. I'd say that they're more considerate than friendly, especially if, if you want help. And I came across this more in the small cities of Japan, mm-hmm. especially in um, in Hiroshima. So we actually walked in into this um, typical family-run uh, seafood restaurant. It's yeah. called a 
waza kiya so we just walked in here because while we were walking to our accommodation uh it, it was pretty late in the night and nothing much was like open but mm-hmm. but we saw this one restaurant very typical old school japanese style restaurant and we heard people laughing inside so uh rosita wanted to go have a look so she just like popped her head in and she and she had a look and okay fine so it's a restaurant and and and, and she had a look and she shut the door next second the owner of the establishment came out and he's like you know he started like greeting us and asking us where are you from and he made us feel very mm-hmm. welcome mm-hmm. and he sort of just like invited us he's in he brought you in yeah yeah he <laughs> so he he just brought us in yeah and uh, the the restaurant basically had all his friends uh, as patrons as patrons at, uh, yeah on on, on that day yeah i think it, it was during the week on a monday yeah. or something and everybody who was at at this restaurant um who who basically sat uh, around a large table mm-hmm. so um in a typical wasakuya you probably have seats like you know placed in the same fashion as a bar but then it sits sits in a rectangle shape yeah so everybody who was at the bar is was a family friend of the of the owner interesting and they were all very very curious about where we came from yeah and they all tried to speak english with us which was very funny yeah so they were all trying their best at attempts at speaking english which yeah. was which was quite funny and and they made us feel very welcome so the son of the owner he he, he could speak a bit of english so mm-hmm. he was doing the, the translating yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um and i i think we had one of our best seafood meals at yeah. at that restaurant it was yeah. very authentic um super old school style of serving and like you know drinking so the 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 oh, 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 no must have been like around 65 i think he was mm-hmm. pretty old and and he's like the head chef at yeah. this place so he is uh, basically slicing up fresh cuts of seafood like squid octopus um different kinds of fish yeah shellfish is is like very popular in japan and yeah. then uh, then you have tuna and salmon as well mm-hmm. so he's basically slicing this up and he's serving it to everybody and that's that's the only thing which he serves at this place it's just fish he's not it's just fish and not it's, even it's sort it. of like raw fish yeah yeah so is, he, is he really a chef i mean <laughs> or is he a butcher he's not a <laughs> chef but i i think i'm not getting the term right but they are known as something so basically okay, he's able to identify you know a good catch of fish or 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 the seafood yeah, and yeah. like slice it up and like sort of like uh, add some wasabi which, which is like spicy or some other flavor onto it and then serve it were you having like legit wasabi like yes, were they, we were. and they were pasting homemade, it homemade homemade wasabi smokes. yeah but and it's better than I the mean, the fake stuff eh um better than the fake stuff but 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 but, but, but like me and rosita we didn't find it spicy enough I mean we oh, were okay. expecting the 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 actual wasabi or like or, or, or yeah. the real stuff to be spicier but no. I mean it, it was okay. Yeah. For but, the, uh, yeah. For, real quick for the, for those in like I mean I know it's in Canada. The the wasabi you get in Canada is just horseradish <laughs> with green food coloring. So that very Yeah. uh makes your nose burn. It, type it, stuff. So not like in the Oh. Green okay, color? Probably stop the video. Oh yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, now we yeah, got yeah. two podcasts. <laughs> um but sorry sorry to interrupt there i just wanted to no, share no. that so then that's, that's fine that's exciting yeah. that's not yeah um so 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 we sort of made friends with the with the son and uh, he he and and the guy is very big on on, on instagram so he took a few 
pictures of us. Yeah. And he's posted this on his Instagram. Yeah. The next day when we were walking around Hiroshima, we sort of passed by this uh, community area, which has like a few bakeries and restaurants. And, and, then, and then somebody actually just like, uh, like called out to us. And, and then, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And she's like, are you Umeshi-san's friend? And I'm like, yes, we just met him yesterday night. Oh, okay, I saw your picture on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was so sweet to us. She, she like, you know, like she, she ran a bakery there. Yeah. And she like pulled us in there and she gave us a lot of free stuff. And we, 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 we like obviously bought some stuff too, but she gave us a lot of free stuff. Wow. So we were sort of like celebrities walking around in, in <laughs> Shima at the part time. And they were super friendly, you yeah. know, all of them. And we asked like people for like help on the way. Yeah. As specifically in Hiroshima, I thought that the, the Japanese people there were extremely friendly. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. But at the same time, they are an intrusive where they, you know, like want to like get into your business. They keep quiet. They mind their own manners. Mm-hmm. Um, when you travel on the subway or the train, everybody keeps quiet. No, there's no, no talking. Word. Nobody's talking. Nobody's taking calls or meetings on the train. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and, 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 and I think that the only noise I heard was, was from people who were also like, traveling because they weren't sure about you know how how, how it works there <laughs> yeah, yeah should yeah. we be talking i mean <laughs> you 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 can't talk but then everyone's talking at you know at, at a very low level yeah, like yeah. no nobody's really like trying to like and everybody covers their mouth in japan as well when they when talk. they speak yeah which is very weird <laughs> like just on the train or in yeah general? on the train and you know like if, if you're in a park it's the same thing uh like, nobody really wants to like raise their voice or like shout you know, it's how it's something for everybody's keeping a very low tone, covering their mouths when they speak. So, yeah. Or the phone as well. So <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Any, um, Victoria, you got any? Why don't you just ask about it? What was Kyoto like? What was Kyoto like? Okay. So this might disappoint you, but honestly, we didn't really enjoy Kyoto. Uh, we we both felt it was a big tourist trap. Uh, it was the only city which was which wasn't authentic by itself. Is is this is what I felt? I felt it, it wasn't was, authentic. Yeah, it okay. wasn't authentic. It's become very touristy. The locals were pretty un, un, unfriendly there. They were not friendly. No. Oh. So this, uh, this is one city among the rest where the, the, where we found that there was a huge difference in terms of people's personalities. But m- maybe I mean you know. That's just my opinion. It yeah. might be. It may, it may not be the same. I mean, if you enjoy to to see things, you might like it. Yeah. But since we actually went to Osaka and and then we went to Hiroshima, we sort of were like more in tune with with the locals. Gotcha. And not doing too much touristy stuff. Well, you you are a celebrity there. Uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Victoria also wants to know about. Uh, I mean, he sort of already told us about Osaka. Any other no. words of wisdom about? We told you about Hiroshima. Okay. What was Osaka like? Osaka was awesome. Um, I think it's a city full of young people. Uh, I think that like in terms of the age denomination, I saw saw a lot of young people on the roads. Um, Oh, I mean, obviously it's not Tokyo. Tokyo is like very cosmopolitan and like, you know, like like bustling all the time. But but Mm -hmm. Osaka is pretty close. I actually quite enjoyed the street food scene in in Osaka, mm-hmm. and and they've got these these open markets, 
that uh, that basically have a, a lot of street food that just like pops up on mm-hmm. the road. And we went to this place called Dotonburi, which mm-hmm. is um very popular shopping and and eating area. I mean, I, I would say it's the best spot in, in Osaka. Super lively. Uh, you can try all kinds of food. So we specifically like street food more than you know e- eating at a izakuya or a wazakiya or a yakitori. So these are the three types of Japanese restaurants. One typically serves ramen and you know like like hot yeah, stuff. Yeah. One would serve like barbecue based things, and the third one is like seafood kind of stuff. So I think mm. in Osaka we sort of enjoyed the street food where we got to try a lot of in. in, in interesting stuff yeah they've they they are quite big on their sweets um really yeah and yeah there's a lot of sweet stuff at the same time it's not too sweet like uh, unlike in india where we kind of exaggerate the sugar quantity in our sweets it's extremely sweet yeah you guys uh go nuts we go go hard go hard that's probably a better way to put it (laughs) because you you'll have your uh, if there's a dough ball, it's also served in syrup. Correct. <laughs> exactly. So, so they all always want to be extra, extra there. Yeah, yeah. But in Japan, I'd say that the food in general is is healthy. It's low on calories. Mm-hmm. And the public system is designed in a way. I, I would say that probably 95% of people are on public, public transporter. Nice. It's designed in a way that, that you have to walk. And yeah. we were averaging uh, between the two two of us, around 50,000 steps a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 That and, sounds and, so much fun. And it's not like like we were like going to the outer parts of the city. We were just like... Wandering. Traversing through the city. And we're and we using public transport. Yeah. But to get from, for example, from the Shinkansen, which is a bullet train. So if you travel between Japanese cities, then you would typically use this train. Yeah. Um, so you jump on the Shinkansen, it'll it'll take you where you have to go at uh, 300 kilometers an hour, which, which is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. I totally enjoyed the Shinkansen trips. Just just wait till mine's done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't um, think it'll be a bullet train, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. I want to yeah. hear more about Japan. All right, so 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 you are ba- ba- basically switching between these larger trains to a subway and then to uh, like, yeah, to metro. Like rail and then, yeah. Okay. So the interconnectivity is astounding, honestly. It's like, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. Even remote parts of Japan are super connected. And it's not just one means of transport. You have like, like if you can't catch the subway, which is in your face, mm-hmm. then you can take a bus. Yeah. Or you could find a sort of like selective sort of railway. So they've, they've got these themed railways that run throughout Japan. There's something what, known as themed? yeah themed. So there's this thing themed T H E M E D. D themed themed. Okay. What does that mean? So it's based on oh theme yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry based yeah. on a theme. So there was this one car called or, or, or like one train uh, called romantic car. Ooh yeah. So uh, you get like a little, like there's a little curtain that there goes around is, you? But it's, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Like we, we, we didn't really like go into that, but I, I sort of saw it from the outside. So it goes like, I think from the east to the west, you know, okay. something like that. And it's it's basically a train trip, which you take not for practical reasons, but just, you know, to, to like sit in the train and like experience it. So they, they, they've got these rotating chairs inside. So... So you can actually like flip the chair, you know, if you want. Yeah. 
um the windows are like not tinted at all it's yeah. like full open view so i i'm not sure how romantic that is but i mean i i don't know what japanese people are like into but <laughs> well from what, from what i hear they don't want other people seeing so <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I, i know about that but but that was interesting so you could actually yeah. like jump on these trains as well and those are a bit more expensive than the normal trains mm-hmm. like team trains yeah um there was one bullet train called the thunderbird and i was desperately trying to get a ticket on this cool. yeah it yeah. yeah even i thought so but like so it was like i you nuts i you want to waste one day <laughs> just getting into this train and going from a to b and come coming back so well, what that plan failed <laughs> what was the theme of the thunderbird i, I don't know it's supposed to be the fastest uh, shinkansen oh yeah maybe around 450 kilometers per hour or something holy smoke yeah yeah um, i haven't even Oh no, in a plane I found that fast. <laughs> yeah, so so basically the the public transport si- system was was amazing and I quite enjoyed walking 20,000 steps because I sort of feel like I got into better shape after I've you mm-hmm. know off 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 the trip. That has never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not happened to me as well. <laughs> and and we, we and, and and like both of us have been eating quite well as well. So yeah, yeah. like like two solid meals a day and like one small meal. Yeah. And uh, a lot of ramen, like yeah. especially me, like oh, I man. I sort of enjoy our ramen. I mean, yeah. both of us actually. And these are like big bowls of like pork and like, you know, like chicken and and like egg um and beef and all yeah. like mixed into this nice broth. And I've been, you know, having these and then we, we do the 20,000 steps, so I feel like, you know, everything I'm eating was like burning at the same rate. Yeah, yeah. So it was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that um you know one more city. We haven't done Tokyo yet. Well, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll talk maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> Later. We've now spent I I really appreciate that we spent 40 minutes, but I want to do like a hour and a half I, if I could just take 20 minutes to talk about something else with, okay. with AJ. <laughs> we'll talk to you more about it. And obviously we want to hear what your wife's got to say too. So Sure. You know, that's the real important part. So Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, mom. <laughs> Um. Uh, nuts. I did want to go back to the um, how much everything has changed here, and you know, usually these podcasts aren't just uh, the guests talking, but I have nothing to contribute, and I just want to hear you talk there because I was nuts. But you did mention something about the um, uh, how things have changed here, particularly when everything's kind of switched over to English. Yeah. And when I've talked to other expats in the region, and you probably know more expats than I do around here. Actually, I guarantee that you know more than I do. But one of the common things I hear about with like Qatar and Saudi Arabia, I uh, don't know about Oman. I don't know what the rules are there, but people will work there. But the barriers of like house or a car, all this sort of stuff, and how you have to work it all through the Arabic language, um, like that's a huge huge barrier and even now that i'm like as we've been talking and i've been thinking like you know victoria and i might potentially one day you know get a, get a property here like we were talking about earlier and yeah if you had to get everything set up and like if i can't read the contracts that i'm signing and i don't understand the contracts that i'm signing like I, i'm going to be very reluctant to yeah. to to purchase anything here even even like cars and stuff um but so far everything that i've done in the ua has been in completely in english like there, there hasn't been anything where someone could point at something and be like, oh, well, it actually says this. Because yeah. I've actually read everything and I've understood everything. I know what I'm being asked. That's, yeah. That, that's Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But that, that's a common thing that's come up with so, so many people that I've met from, like, who came from Doha. I guess I only know two people who came from Doha. But 
uh, a couple of people from Doha and working in Saudi Arabia. Is it even um, like the, the, the rail system in Saudi Arabia, their train manuals and, and their work manuals for policies and whatnot, all in Arabic. When to, I imagine too, like their, their, what I would call a red book, um, their, their standards book for, for track gauges and all that sort of stuff would all be in Arabic. Um, what else since you've been here has, has like, you, were you always in Abu Dhabi? No. 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 Okay. Where were yeah. you? So when I first started working, I used to live with, with my folks. I was doing my internship and mm-hmm. they live on the east coast of the UAE in a place called Fajera. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Fajera, what has it like doubled since you've... Not really. I mean, no? f- oh, okay. Fajera has, um, it's had limited growth. I mean, it's, it's had growth, but not in the typical verticals that you see in, in Dubai or, you know, in, in, in the big cities like yeah. here. Um, I think it's it's grown more from um, an in, in, in industry point of view where it can support the larger Emirates like mm-hmm. like uh, like 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 uh, 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 Abu Dhabi and Dubai and I, I think one major thing that's come up in Fajera the last uh, ten to fifteen years is that they store up Abu Dhabi's reserve oil. Reserve oil. So they've okay. got these big containers that have built you know been mm-hmm. built there and there's this pipe that takes the oil from up from Adnock actually so yeah. Adnock's got these offshore oil drills mm-hmm. onshore and offshore and as far as I know I mean I'm I'm not saying that, that might be 100% accurate but, but but as far as I know they send the oil or the reserve oil or crude oil from these offshore uh, facilities to these containers in Fujairah Interesting. And because they do this, uh, they've got investment. Yeah. I mean, the 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 Abu Dhabi government has given money to the leadership of Fujairah. Um, although I don't see much development from um, uh, like their cities or their infrastructure. Exactly. Like from yeah. an infra from an infra perspective, it's pretty much the same as yeah. when I grew up there. They've got a fancy flyover now. Yeah. But I think that's just for like show more than anything else. It's not yeah. really like changed much. Where, where's the, they're building a casino here, which is kind of crazy. That's in Rasul Kaima. Yeah. Rack. Okay. Rasul Kaim. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. That's not in Rock. That's happening in Ajman. Ajman. Yeah. Which, uh, where's that compared to? Ajman is a small, is a smaller city than Jira. That's yeah. next to Sharjah. Yeah. And I'd say it's like Sharjah's little brother so they okay. sort of like take care of of the emirate i think i've gone through there a bunch of times with railroad yeah. to be honest i didn't even know its name you don't need its name so i just referenced the i I wouldn't reference the name of the town i just referenced the <laughs> uh the marker on yeah. the railway kilometer yeah, yeah. 40 of okay you know something yeah that's funny okay uh well what, what were you gonna say yeah I, uh, I was gonna say that back in the day um alcohol wasn't freely available in this country yeah it was very difficult to like find alcohol, you you would need to either buy alcohol in the airport, which was what most people you used to do. Uh, like especially like my my dad, he he's a big whiskey guy. He 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 loves his glass of whiskey. Yeah. So every time he traveled, he'd pick up like three or four bottles, and he and he'd stock that because yeah. to like get good quality whiskey in the UUA back then was was an easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get fake whiskey back then. Believe it or not, it, it, it used to come by ship and it used to be a duplicate of like, for example, the Johnny Walkers and, you know, uh, the Shabazz Regals yeah. and all. And, Probably not and, Crown, and, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that used to happen. 
and um, i think back then uae did not have a license or like the courts here sort of like blocked the sale of alcohol like you know like in a very yeah. private manner and it it you you could buy it of five star hotels so they used to have this cellar at the back back then and you could go and buy it from there but it used to be super expensive yeah so i think ajman back then used to be a place where they where they used to bootleg original liquor at like normal prices yeah <laughs> so everybody used to go there to like buy liquor and that's how this place became popular interesting <laughs> yeah cuz you're going to have your mic uh like micro or i guess macro just like economics on a smaller scale here cuz it is a very small yeah. country definitely compared to our countries absolutely it's yeah. teeny yeah. tiny yeah um but the um and just to give like people who are listening who aren't from the area like how much it's changed my one coworker was here not when the last shake passed away but the shake before yep i think something like that anyways the one he passed away they canceled all liquor sales for a month yes yes and true. no one had an opportunity to prepare for this exactly. so all the liquor stores just had to and it, 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 they didn't revoke licenses or anything they just they just denounce it exactly and say yeah. No one can buy or sell booze for a month. So yeah. think about all these like booze hounds <laughs> that went cold turkey for a month. People probably died because yeah, they couldn't yeah. get their, their, yeah, it was their booze. So, yeah. so the funny thing is that my dad was also shot of booze when, when, when this happened. And he used to complain yeah. every day, oh, shit, I should have bought last week. Yeah. I don't know. I, I should have just gone ahead and bought something back then. Yeah. 30 days and he used to keep complaining about it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it probably helped a lot of people, though, for <laughs> a little bit. So, and then went uh, back. Like they, sober up. <laughs> yeah, probably lose, lose some weight. Um, that's funny. But, yeah, like that's how, I mean, it doesn't have to make sense. Uh, one of our, uh, and I, I'm not, I don't know if I, I think he probably could be a bit more, you know, critique now nowadays. I don't know. I'm not talking from a place of critique. I'm just telling how it is. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, like right now because of uh, like because it all works in like families and stuff here who has influence. There's like this big thing of like like banning things like like talking about pigs or the word pig in yep. schools. Yep. And pig, you know, if you go through like a picture book or whatever, um, and you're trying to learn the names of all the animals, all of the ones in English have pig because it's a, a neat small little name, whatever. So there's all these books that these teachers can't use because it's got yep. pig in it. Yep. Pig. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Anyways, um, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I just gave Victoria a dirty look because she doesn't have a microphone. Do you want? Do you want the microphone for a bit there? No, oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Thank you. This is why I didn't want you <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> no, I said you could. I, we we're trying to do it together. I just, yeah. We just had to control the the mic. Anyways, whatever. Um. But that, yeah, for people who aren't here, that's UAE nutshell. And actually, where we're sitting right now, if I remember correctly, I think ten years ago, none of this existed, or fifteen years ago, this island was just not developed at all. Yeah, I I'd say probably twelve years. Twelve years ago, yeah, yeah. so shorter yeah. than twelve. Interesting. Twelve, uh, twelve to like fourteen years back. Yeah, the um, so for the most part, Dhabi wasn't really developing much back mm-hmm. then because I mean it's it's obvious that. They had oil, and they had oil in like vast proportions. But I think throughout the years, for the security of the country, they've given this oil off to like the obvious suspects, who are sort of protecting this country with their warships. Ah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, you know, all all these players. Interesting. Um, and I and I think at some point they realized that okay, we still need protection, mm-hmm. but we need to do something 
for our, our, our economy as well. We, we can't just be dependent on this oil. And I think that's when they sort of copied the model of Dubai. Yeah. And um, Dubai is going for the biggest, largest, and, and let's say the novelties of the world. Well, as Papa Dhabi wanted to focus, I think, back then, like 12 years back, on the arts. They wanted ah. to base it on, 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 on Islamic arts, to be specific. So all their structures and, um, you know, things that they wanted to showcase were all based on Islam. For example, the, the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque. That was a big, mm-hmm. or let, let's say, one of the first tourist attractions here. Yeah. And then after that, they sort of had the idea, like, why don't we give experiences back to people? And that's how Yas Island came about. Yeah. And then, you Ferrari know, the world Formula One track and then yeah. Ferrari World and all that. And I think now they've sort of moved into STEM. And they're very focused on science, research, tech, AI. They, they, and they move into that, I think. They've tried, but yeah. just, and I'm just, I'm just saying what I've seen. Um, uh, where's that one? There's like the space area just south of here. Yeah. It's a little community that they built. What? No, no, I could just, they, 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 they built all this infrastructure for, and they, they, they made it a space area. But if you go there, there's just there's just not a lot of people there. Like mm. I don't know where the people are. So the they, the philosophy here um, typically is build it and they will come. Yeah. And so sometimes you know things don't really show up, and that's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the um, I think even there's there's talks if everything goes goes over well with this casino in Rack, they're looking at putting one I think on Yas Island as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But you know what? Let's fact check this right now. <laughs> So that I'm not uh, blasphemous, but no, I heard that from uh, from someone that or maybe it, there's like developers thinking about it. But uh, okay, yeah, casino, and then I can be very confident about this in the future. Yeah, Dubai puts casino plans on back burners. Abu Dhabi pushes ahead. Interesting. Razal came to Abu Dhabi push forth casino plans. Let me pull this up. So Abu Dhabi has one. Tapai reportedly pulled out of the race. When was this? November 3rd, 2023. UAE has recently taken a decisive step towards legalizing gambling. They've created a commission. Uh, now Dhabi is currently looking at ah, two of the main options being Yas Island, already home to many entertaining offerings. Okay, so they're looking at the potential at potential sites. And of the potential sites, allegedly two of the main options are, are Yas Island. So yeah. not far off, but it's yeah. not quite as, uh, yeah. you know. I feel like, yeah, you would hear that at a party. They're doing <laughs> it. They're doing it, man. Oh, okay, sounds good. And then you tell someone else at the party that. But Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've even, there's some people that I've met that have only been here for like three years, five years. And they've said like things are just rapidly Yep. rapidly changing and adjusting so yep. interesting it's just you see like like i think a lot about you know how things are going north america and i'm not a, a maybe you could say the west but really i just know north america but i'm not really a doom and gloom guy but one thing i have noticed is it seems like we've got like a, a lot of bureaucratic bloat we've got mm. a, we've got a lot of people we got a huge managing class it doesn't really manage a lot and just yep. says no. And it's so hard to create businesses. And yep. um, Edmonton, a couple of years ago, uh, readjusted their zoning laws. But we had all these zoning laws in place so that you couldn't build like 
multi, you could only build single family homes in so many places. And, and you know, so there wasn't a lot of houses being built or, or just the types of houses that were being built weren't really matching what was needed. And then now Canada's got a quote unquote housing crisis in some cities. Um, but like, you know, we've just been absolutely, you know, mismanaging and, and by mismanaging, I mean saying no, or you, you don't actually have to, you know, the government doesn't, particularly in Canada, doesn't actually have to manage a lot. They just have to not say no, like just start saying yes to things like, you know, you want to build an apartment there, go build an apartment. You want to start a small business, start a small business. It should be really easy to start a small business. But here I've been talking to a lot of people and like, you know, yourself tell me how things are changing. Like people, people are given the go ahead to go build things and, and try things. It's very obvious. Like they they're building the whole, like you talked about, they're just like, yeah, let's try and put more art stuff. So they had the, um, cause they've got the Louvre yeah. Abu Dhabi here, right? Yeah. And they, they just built it. Like, and you can just do that, particularly when you have all this money, but so much of the world, like I think if they, they were able to kind of just, you know, go ahead and do, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing, but just yep. stop saying no. Yeah. Let absolutely. People, let people do some stuff. That's true. Know. Yeah. Cause I, that, that's one of the, I think that's what I mostly notice here now there's different cultures of work here that it's very hard to, to wrap your brain around coming here from, uh, from North America. But at the very, like at the end of the day, it's working. They have power. Yep. They have water. It's not all clean water, but there's a complete bottled water system. And the bottled water here is cheap. Yes. Cheap as sand, um, or dirt if you're not from here. And, uh, they're like, they're, you know, I'm getting paid. There's a banking system. Like it's all working. So, absolutely, and they're yeah. just they're just saying do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on all that? Do you? And I guess what's it like in India? Is it easy to start a business in India, or how are, how are things it compared is, to it here? It is. Yeah, I'd say it's it's even easier, even in, easier. in India. Okay. Uh, and I think that the constitution of India uh, uh, is is tailored for young people, or yeah. or, or let's say on, 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 entrepreneurs. Um, a, a lot of successful Indian businesses now are are startups. Yeah. And uh, the Indian government actively supports uh, these companies. So it's, I mean, it's not just the Indian government. It's basically the financing options that, that these companies get. Oh, so nobody's yeah. bankrolling these by themselves. Everybody's being funded. Even yeah. a small company that's maybe, you know, like uh, repairing a TV, you mm-hmm. know, something like this. Even this sort of startup, they might be doing something different. And it might be a small thing. But the Indian financing system is, is a solid uh system by itself like every bank's just like desperately looking to throw out money at you yeah it's very easy to to like acquire financing of 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 any kind and there are a lot of investors in mm-hmm. in in india as well so i think if you compare the two india's far ahead in, in terms of what it's doing yeah yeah as long as the value i'm just uh, i've been learning a lot recently i've going back to like the 2008 financial crisis in the united states uh, and a lot big part of that was like housing and then anyone like you know your your mom's dog could get a loan to buy a house yep. and then the property the prices end up collapsing but this is less of a huge like ballooning thing so you know it, it, I'm, I'm sure they're thinking lots about it i just wonder how if you could ever equate those two with handing out those types of loans but i think they're yeah. very different i mean the risk yeah. are, but i guess the risk is the same right there, there's a lot of upside but the risk yeah. is still lose everything but yeah but I mean, you only need a couple to strike. Correct. Right? correct you only need yeah. a couple to strike gold and they'll cover your losses. So Absolutely. Yeah. That might be the thought. Yeah. And the other thing I've, so like I've started looking into a little bit of this because um, I've been trying to do a little bit of um, 
work with a friend on like um, uh, AI computer vision um, for for some you know railroad applications, and was looking at like businesses and trying to find financing and stuff. And it's like I don't need like if if there if something like this needed an investor, it's not so capital intensive that you need millions of dollars. But I don't know about many financing options that just give you like you know like a, a year's yeah. salary or something like that. Yeah. But you yeah. can't. But if, if you sometimes if you want to pursue something that's not super capital intensive, um, but you, you can't really do it part time. Yep. You know, so you kind of have to save up your own and finance it yourself. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing that as you're talking about this and as I'm hearing about it all, um, I wonder. And well, I guess I'm just asking. You could probably get financing for smaller amounts too, pretty easily. Not just big fish looking for like putting millions yeah. of dollars in the things. Yeah. So, so typically in this country, when and I'm talking about like 10, 15 years back, if you wanted to start a business, you could as long as you have a local partner. Yeah. But that's changed now. Now, now banks are willing to be this partner, but they've got heavy interest terms. So instead of going with banks, a lot of people are are sort of um, you know like joining these 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 groups um, groups and and these clubs. Where you get to meet angel angel investors oh. and you know, and and you, you you can acquire like like series funding yeah. for, for example. So this is something that's coming up in Dubai, mm-hmm. especially in the tech world, yeah. uh, and as you mentioned, AI, um, uh, and more specifically in Bitcoin. Yeah. So there's a huge market in in the UAE now for anybody in this line of work, and the financing is very easily available it's like basically if you find somebody who who owns or or, or let's say has a similar idea you join with him mm-hmm. and then you use that uh, capital to maybe start something else and you know basically distribute your money all over the place yeah and the same way that that that, that you do it and you know get like you partner with another company the same thing's happening for you as well like a lot of people are partnering with you so I think in this country, if you have to go that route, you need your IPO or the 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 I, 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 idea to like be in line with the UAE's vision values. And, or, and sorry, values, exactly. Sorry, but vision. So yeah, yeah. so the UAE's business vision, as far as I know, it's uh, it's now this fintech. You know, it's it's huge into Bitcoin, fintech, and you know the the sort of stuff, yeah. cryptography. And, 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 you know, just speaking, I think if you want to start something in AI and ML, I would say Abu Dhabi is a better bet. But the thing is that Abu Dhabi still works like how it used to work back then. So you still need, like, if you really want to like start something like seriously, and like, like efficiently, you need to find a local partner. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I might not need to do that now though, but we'll, we'll see okay. how it goes. Um, I got an email a while back. Um, it, it was super strange. I didn't understand it, but now it's all coming together. I got an email while back at work. Someone just sent me something like, as in like someone I don't know, Yeah. but it was, is they're having an investor's dinner or something like that. And they're going to have all these people with money. Okay. And, 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 you know, you can, you can buy a seat at the table. Yes. And I was like, why am I paying to, to, well, I mean, like I, I understand what this business model is, but it seemed very strange that like, that I was going to pay to pay go to like pitch meet these people. Cause, cause yeah. <laughs> well, to meet people, but to pitch. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's a little bit scummy, but yeah. if the financing appears to be as good as you say, what's 500 dirhams or a thousand dirhams? If I'm going to get, exactly. if I could get millions of dirhams for this, exactly. people are just, if people are just like, 
yeah. shoveling. It's like it's yeah. like you're, it's like you're at a wedding, and the and the and the bride takes the the flowers and throws <laughs> it behind her. It's just it's yeah. just uh, you know yeah. some some man in the uh, yeah. Kindora uh, uh, just like throwing a sack of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's not entirely, um, you know, a, a waste of time. I mean, no, I'd say I, like most yeah. of these events could be scams, but but not all of them are. So you need yeah. to do, do do your research on yeah. who's showing up. So you you need to be aware of the market. You know, which investors are in the country, who's investing, yeah. what are they touching. So I think if if you know this and you know this by itself takes time and effort, it's not something you could just read all online and then just like show up there. Yeah, so. and and something else. I mean, probably maybe one last thing before we we wrap her up. This has been very interesting, though. This has been fast. We didn't talk about cybersecurity. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's it's okay. Fine. But um, another one, I guess. <laughs> uh, as you know, we see what I'm noting is we see a language thing. So for easier communication, we see uh, more protections. Of of outsiders, you know, monies and yep. interests, yep. and we see, you know, from what I've heard too, and you can confirm this or, or not, I guess, is like probably the scamming around all of this goes down because now it's becoming codified a bit more, yep. and you can research these people, and like you're 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 moving into like a, a much higher trust society because even I met some people here who like they're interested in doing all this stuff, but definitely when they showed up here, there was so much you know, oh, someone might sell you something and then take the money and then just disappear. Yeah. Like, I've heard a ton of horror stories, but nothing in the last little while. I'm just talking about a while ago. So maybe, I don't know, did did you, is Mm, that fair? I I think I'd go the other way with that. So because the country is opening up like this, especially the the opportunities for expats. There's Mm -hmm. a huge market for scams as well. And and I see this... Uh, uh, I guess so. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. so I I actually see this quite quite often in my line of work. Yeah. Um, And and, and I'm talking about enterprises here, not not individuals. So so a lot of enterprises, their um, management team or, you know, their decision makers... Mm-hmm. there's a completely new set of cybersecurity uh, tactics to like penetrate into these guys or like you know penetrate into accounts of these guys or yeah into their uh, um you know personal space i'd say um and a lot of innovative techniques as well so this is something that typical cybersecurity isn't isn't geared up for yeah and and these operate you know via the the bitcoin world and it's not coming in through the Typical financing, you know, so so a, a lot of scams happen here where like people aren't fully educated on you know, ah. on like on how things work. Okay. So if you're not fully educated and and you, and you do something just just because somebody else spoke to you about it, it's yeah. it's all part of a big scam. So that person who spoke to you is part of the scam, and then you know he's introducing you to something, and you go there or, and you take A B C D actions. And then there's a follow-up, which, which is also part of the scam. You know, the, the follow-up, you know, makes it seem like it's genuine and you can, you can go ahead. Um, and they're using this to, like, penetrate into this person's account. And once you have the account, then you can do things within the organization and, and basically infiltrate. And at the end of the this day... Is, this is human intelligence. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, well, it's, yes. a, it's a cyber-based human Correct. intelligence yes. to get into an organization. Yeah, so that is. Uh, so I, I'm I'm seeing this heavy. at the end stage, you know, when it actually impacts an, an organization. But at the initial stage, this is not where the cyber, where cybersecurity is actually involved. Yeah, it's it's basically people, you know, between people. Yeah, 
so these days i think that especially in dubai um there are a lot of scams that that that, that affect people who don't know about these uh, you know in 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 industries and and at the scale at which it's it's sort of growing i i can only expect that this would increase and and so they're they're using a human tactics at the start yeah and then but are they are they flipping on the guy to force him to give account information? No, no, no. no so no. the guy doesn't even know it the whole time. No, so he's perfect, not aware. So it's he's, the perfect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's and, and then it transitions to correct. correct. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it, this is a new business market in UAE where these scammers operate in this way. <laughs> yeah, you should tell yeah. me all about it, and then I'll go start a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. Maybe we can. We'll go for another ten. This is fascinating. All right. So yeah. what? Okay, I'll, I'll just give you the floor. So you're you're working within within cybersecurity. I imagine it's getting worse and worse every year. I mean, it's not worse f- for me, but like, but for, oh, for, for like for everybody else, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting, me my job. So. You're getting paid more and more each <laughs> yeah. year. And and how like, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd think. I mean, maybe you don't think, but you'd think you'd kind of run out of ways to 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 scam people, right? Like you got the scam emails, and I mean, the human thing. What I'm finding fascinating about what you've just described to me is you're taking like a very, like uh, personal touch, personal touch, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the human side, and then combining it with the cyber side. Yes. But is there a lot of in, outside of that combining? They're not finding like new types of like. They're not making like a brand new thing that's like completely different from like a Trojan software or anything like that. Right? No, like no, no, it's no. still the same. So, yeah. so they're just tweaking how it's getting yeah, into yeah, exactly. your systems. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So, so wild. When you go in with the human element, the type of resources that these sort of organizations would need is much lower than you know, like you find a guy who's an expert hacker. You get this guy some supercomputer, and he says, "Oh, it's sitting day and night in front of this this black screen with with green lines." So that's yeah. changed it. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. So I think now people take this, you know, use um, the fact that not not everybody is educated, especially like people at like senior positions or like who yeah. you know who yeah. have uh, a lot of assets or links to like big assets. So they sort of target these people, and not in the typical way by an SMS or an email mm-hmm. uh, or a phone call. They they use events um where they actually like put in money you know to like you know build this sort of like uh, relationship they use or or they manipulate this relationship to then go into the second phase yeah yeah okay and and so they're 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 influencing this individual yeah and but and the goal is is it typically account information or it could be anything or just so access to a yeah. to a laptop that gets you yeah so i mean it mix of both sometimes okay. the the individual itself has a lot of assets which is not just financial assets maybe he has secrets you know like yeah, yeah. trade, secrets, trade or, secrets or or, or like industry yeah. secrets so once they acquire this again by by you know like by by some sort of trust by they build some sort of trust mm-hmm. they would blackmail the guy that i'm going to release this until unless you give me this so maybe it it might be more useful to have a, a larger attack you know like period where they can probably milk the guy or like milk this person for yeah, like yeah. more you know than like just just doing a short and sweet kind of thing so i've seen both cases and i think that nowadays companies you know these sort of companies 
Um, they work with a lot of companies outside of the UAE where they have this this, this back end resource who can actually do the the cyber part. Yeah, and they do the front end thing. So, yeah. yeah, interesting. And and these people, I mean, what you're doing is is your, I mean, the human part, right? You're you're conning a, a guy who thinks highly of himself. Yeah. would feel a lot of shame. If this guy, he, yes. you know, he, you can't scam me. Like yeah. I'm the head of this organization. Yeah. I'm way up yeah. here. Yeah. And, and then they would sooner, I don't know, I don't know how they would be extorted, but then, cause they've got this, like, I mean, and, and like, I mean, particularly here, like I, I come from a very different place from here. Um, you, you've identified a lot of differences back in India, but you kind of grew up here, but how important appearance here is yeah. like my good going out here is so different than going out like where I'm from, what people dress, how they act, yes. what they want to talk about. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I say, I say it's like children with money. That's what I, <laughs> you know, that's what I, I feel like exact about. same way. Yeah. And so now, right? Like your, your appearance, imagine your appearance is one of the most important Aspects. things that yeah. you have in yeah. it. You consider it an asset. Yeah. How you sell your man. Yeah. We're getting into some weird, I'm starting to thinking about people that I know and applying some of the stuff, but uh, actually the people I work with are, are, are pretty good. People I don't work with, some of, them, some of them are like this, but, you know, the the personal brand, first time I ever heard about that was when I was here, but talk, like, and then now, that's what's being exploited. Yeah. On, yeah. on top of all the cyber stuff. Yeah. Wow. Because you could, man, you would make more money here um, getting into procurement and then getting access to whether it's a procurement database and if you went through the master service agreements of all these companies and yeah, I should, I mean, I can talk as much as I want. I'm not going to flip, but I, I, I see, and I know how some of these like large scale businesses work, particularly with like the exchange of money yeah. and you could get into it. You could get into a place where you're not even asking someone to, to um, bend on their morals or if you just, or you get the right info, you know, you, you you know, because like, well, they're not taking money from me. They're not stealing from the company. They're just getting more bids or whatever. Like, yeah. You could totally do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or you could just get worked in as a as a subcontractor that doesn't exist. Exactly. And the, the way the money moves here, it moves so quickly and in such fast and large and small amounts that you wouldn't, you yeah. know, be able to, this is insane. Yeah. So, uh, wow. I, I, can, I, can, I can give you an example of somebody who I know. Uh, so this guy used to work in my previous company. Yeah. Um, and um, he's not, you know, an, an, an entrepreneur. He doesn't have a very dynamic personality. He's very soft-spoken, quite shy. But he took a gamble that uh, he'd use, you know, people who he knew and he'd use his knowledge of the market uh, to start something that, that wasn't heard of in the UAE. I'm talking about like five years back. Yeah. So he started something known as cloud uh, DevOps. So it's basically yeah okay, yeah, okay. so so, of, so, I, so it's do you mind to yeah I will I will, I will. Yeah, so please. DevOps is is basically application development uh, that is continuous rather than a stop and finish it's just continuous and it's a business by itself mm-hmm. where you take bits and pieces and you provide these you know these these combined parts or specific parts to other companies like Microsoft or an OEM company. So he's found a way or he's found a market for himself where he basically built a market for himself. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, so he's basically built this local cloud DevOps environment. So he's doing this DevOps in the cloud. So he, he's, 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 he's tied up with, uh, with, with, an, with Microsoft Azure 
and and AWS, which which are like big cloud yeah. providers in the world, and he sort of convinced them to come into the market, which which is amazing. Yeah, and did this guy doesn't have any links to any shake or you know any big uh, person with like massive authority in the UAE. He's just uh, you know he's been very persistent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's just been consistently delivering something unique. Every mm-hmm. every job he takes, like he wouldn't take a job if it's if it didn't give him. He's a mercenary. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's a mercenary. Yeah. So That's he he takes work. Wild. Yeah. So so he's taken work where where it's publicized, where yeah. it's something different that somebody's yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So he's not been taking any work that's normal bread and butter. So he's mm-hmm. been doing different things. And at this point in time, he's he's uh, he's he started two companies and he sold them. And one he sold to uh, to this uh, a large financial hub in in Abu Dhabi called ADGM. Mm-hmm. So he sold one there, and I think the other one is sold outside of the UAE. Mm-hmm. So he's built a market for like people from my background, like mm-hmm. specifically from my background, to like come in and you know like do something of our own. And it's very easy, you know, because we just follow his blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And the entire time he's shaping. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now imagine someone who could do that. And then <laughs> now they're trying to get your, you know, grandma's bank account. It'd <laughs> be super easy for <laughs> Is there still, uh, with this, I mean, maybe we should talk a bit more about the cyber stuff too, but like with this, like, is there still a lot of like honeypot stuff going on? Of course. I'm sure there is, yeah, particularly yeah. here. That's a oh, massive yeah. because everyone thinks by itself. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm the hot stuff, man. Exactly. Like, why wouldn't this, this, this ten out of ten want to be with yeah. me? I'm also a ten. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I'd say that that the concept oh concept of a honeypot keeps changing, like from five years back. It's okay. Different now. It's not the same as what it used to. So it used typically is um, spoofing or, or let's say making something seem real when it's not. It's basically a trap. So yeah. That is basically what it does. Yeah. And I think now that since cybersecurity has also evolved to mm-hmm. like stop these things from happening, the honeypot by itself has also changed. Yeah. So now it 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 basically works in in a set of or or like in different parts mm-hmm. where you would just once you know back in the day you you, you just maybe like try and plug in one piece of software mm-hmm. and then hope that that this thing works or not and mm-hmm. and it used to work. Yeah, because cybersecurity controls or security controls weren't that advanced back then. Yeah, but now they are advanced and they keep changing. So the growth at which these attacks change, you know, and and like adapt, is three times of the of the pace that a security control can come in and stop. Holy these things. smoke! Yeah. So that's that's just the nature of how this goes, and I think as you know, as tech progresses, this will just increase. So I, 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 I just give you an example of my friend, Cloud yeah. DevOps. So since he's brought this into the country, there's yeah. a lot of attacks happening on that kind of business as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Huh. And, and think, I think what people don't realize, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like every second just online, every second there are, what, like millions of, of attacks just yeah. generally going yeah. on? Like, yeah. like, like this isn't like, isn't like in a TV show where someone initiates something and yeah. there's no no it's 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 a constant barrage of yes. these attacks all the time and and it's it's almost like how you would say like you know Russian doctrine would be yeah where it's just like send as much as you can find a, find a weakness and then once you find once you've identified the weakness by attacking it correct yeah. now you concentrate your force and try and push through 
Exactly. Yeah, and yeah then, absolutely. And then replicate that everywhere else. Yeah. There's so many websites yeah. and stuff. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a scary world. Yeah. 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 I would say so too. Yeah. Pretty Any, scary. Anyone who's young now though, right? If you're interested in computers, but you don't think you've got the creativity to, I don't know, make something new. Like cybersecurity would be huge. That yeah. probably would have been, I mean, it, maybe it is rich for me to say that, but I don't know if I'm necessarily would, if I did like, comp sci uh, or computer engineering like that might have been better for me because it's a bit more of like a targeted goal yep. working towards than like having like a the problem the problem statement is very straightforward don't yeah. don't don't let the attacks work so exactly. that'd be cool <laughs> anyways but uh, that's maybe another life or i mean yeah. didn't happen so i'm not gonna <laughs> worry about it but thanks for uh working on that man we only touched the surface here, but we got to, you know, it's been, uh, what is that hour 20 minutes? Yeah. Hour and 20 minutes. We'll, we'll leave it here, but thanks so much. Um, you're not really an internet personality. You want to, you want to plug your, do you, <laughs> you want to plug your LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's uh it's AJY06. So please feel free to connect with me. I'd be happy to help uh, anybody listening to this with any cybersecurity related questions or, you know, in general, if you just want to reach out, feel, feel free. Feel free. And is that uh, is that Twitter or Instagram or that's uh, or? that's my LinkedIn handle AJ, AJY06. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming and take care. Thank you very much, Jaden. Thanks and for having bye. me. Yeah, and by Victoria. Victoria. Thank you. Yeah. Victoria's been a great listener. Uh, I'll say it in Japanese. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> Domo. <laughs> I don't know if I said the right thing. Yeah, did I do good. it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, I did it. All right. <laughs> bye bye.